the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers. Welcome aboard. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, now on 106.3 FM in East Portland and Vancouver, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. And I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back to your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory, expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, establishing yourself as an authority in your field, and becoming more known through radio and podcasting, building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you, marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the latest and most powerful online tools of Salem Surround, and most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. I don't do this very often, friends, but before today's interview, I'd like to give you a little bit of a trigger warning. Some of today's testimony from the delightful Mary Lucas involves a criminal act that was perpetrated against her, and it might be triggering to little ears or people who have been through some things. So if you'd like to tune into our sister station, 104.1 The Fish, and listen to some uplifting and positive music instead that's fine and you can always check out the interview online on the podcast page at truetalk100.com on the difference makers page our very special guest has a wonderful testimony and a story about an event we'd like to invite you to it's coming up saturday january 7th starting at 10 a.m it's called crosswalk all of the details are at the website CrosswalkSalem.org, which I'll link up to the Difference Makers page at TrueTalk800.com. Again, that's CrosswalkSalem.org. So welcome, founder Mary Lucas. How are you today, sister? I couldn't be better. Thank you, Mike, so much for this opportunity. It's truly my privilege. I met Mary at my church, Morningstar Community Church in Salem, and she is an absolutely fascinating woman. And I'm going to get into the details more about Mary, but just so you know, this event is called Crosswalk. It's the 11th annual Crosswalk, and it's coming up 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, January 7th. So Mary, I'm sure that you could explain the event much more efficiently than I could. So could you give us your elevator pitch, please, about Crosswalk? Absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, Mike, I think... The whole vision of Crosswalk, well, we probably get into that story later on as we um, share this conversation, but it is such an opportunity for our community to gather down at our beautiful riverfront park in Salem um, to, one, give God the glory 
and two, bring awareness and financial support to Marion County Victims Assistance Division. I think it's one of very few events in our community where we can honestly bring church, government, and community together. And it is such a good thing. And it feels just so amazing to be a part of this event. And um, gosh, you know, the circumstances behind it were difficult. They would be difficult for anyone who who um, went through um, my story or knows my story. But what God has done with it has been absolutely remarkable. And for the listeners there to know that there is help available through Victims Assistance Division, I hope will be a blessing to others. And the money that we raise and we have raised over the years has just done amazing things and has been a benefit to victims of crime in our community. Crosswalk. It's all about the fact that I was walking along Riverfront Park on January 1st in 2011. And I was saved. I know I was saved by the grace of God in that he sent three men who were at the park doing community service that day. You know, Mike, they didn't have to be there, but they chose to because they wanted to get their time uh, wrapped up, so to speak. So, Mary, I take it these three men were doing community service because they'd committed a crime and this is part of their sentence? That's exactly right, Mike. They um, had chosen, you know, inappropriate behavior, obviously, sometime prior. And this was their way of compensating for, for, for that. And gosh, wasn't it something that they happened to have been there on New Year's Day when they didn't have to be? But I remember one of the men who rescued me clearly said, I heard you screaming, but at first I thought it was just a boyfriend-girlfriend argument. But then the sound escalated, and he could see through the cyclone fence where he had been working. He remembered um, seeing a man in his car. And it kind of bothered him at the time when he walked by that he saw this man in the car because he could take a peek in and could clearly see, you know, drug paraphernalia and pornographic material. He just went on about his business and, you know, emptied the garbage can that was near that particular car. But um, praise the Lord that he had been attentive enough to have seen this, this strange man in this parked car. Well, anyway, when I um, continued to scream, um, he and two others um, jumped a six-foot cyclone fence and just made it down to where my attacker had uh, pulled me to the ground, um, not on the riverbank. I don't want people to think that we made it that far, but it was certainly behind a big... Um, I call it a stanchion where the, the, the gas and electrical and everything that has to do with the bridge and, and so forth, we were under the bridge, so it was very, very noisy. And um, he had selected 
that particular place um, for this act of violence and um, potential rape and murder. And um, goodness gracious, if it wasn't for these men hearing my cries, you know, who knows what would have happened. Um, he got me down on the ground, and he flat out said, stop your screaming. I looked at him, and then I looked over my uh, left shoulder, and it was at that point in time that I saw this uh, nine-inch knife at my neck. I looked back at him, and I, I was obedient, and I said, okay. And then the good Lord gave me some more voice and some more strength to just say, Lord, save me, please. Maybe, Lord, help me, please. But it was the biggest scream that I could have belted out. And within seconds, literally, those three men had come down the embankment to rescue me. Two of them, I remember pulling him away from me. And in in shock and desperation, I started to get up the, the embankment as quickly as I could. Um, trying to get to the safety of the sidewalk. And while I was doing that, and this is all just seconds, I'm sure this was happening, the third man, whose name is Luis, he said, it's okay, it's okay, you're safe now, and I've got your phone. I kept running, despite the fact that Luis was trying to convince me that it was going to be okay. Because I wasn't sure that I could actually trust him, you know, at that point in time. So I just kept running until I ran into a couple of joggers who I literally just (laughs) ran into their arms and just said, help me. And by then, you know, they could see what was going on. And the the men were dragging this this, uh, attacker up to the, um, the sidewalk. And within minutes, uh, police car after police car entered into the parking lot, and this man was apprehended. So that all being said, um, my husband um, was notified that this was going on. He was at home. He's not a walker like I was at the time. And, um, of course, he was down at the riverfront within no time to be with me, be present, to hold me. And then I knew I was safe as well. Um, Gosh, I'm sorry. I've told this story a few times. (laughs) And sometimes it still raises some emotion. So let me take a, a minute here. You take as much time as you want, Mary, despite the fact that this happened a little ways back. I'm sure it was a harrowing, traumatic experience. Yeah. And praise God that he saw you through this. Yes. And he brought these three men at just the right time to rescue you. Because prior to that, you were just going on a walk. You were passing people, walking (laughs) their dogs, enjoying a nice day at Salem's Riverfront Park, where we've enjoyed... How many Fish Fest concerts over the oh, years? Oh, yes, right. How many? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And and uh, tell you one more thing. I turned on the radio, and I'm pretty sure it was a fish station. And I haven't shared this this part of my story, but when I got into my car, Mike, the um, the song Safe in his arms was playing 
by Phil Wickham. Can you believe that? Wow. At the moment you returned to your car, that was on the radio? That was on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that too, you know, my husband wanted to drive me home. And I said, no, I need to do this. I need to leave the park. You know, as I entered, I'm going to do this. And turned on the radio and there was that song. It was marvelous. It was just such a gift from, from the Lord. And when we cry out to him, and I literally cried out to him, he did rescue me. I was one of the lucky ones. I know I am. Um, because it was attempted rape, attempted murder that this man was sentenced for in addition to kidnapping. He's serving 18 years in the prison system. This man had been released from prison from the state of Iowa. He had already served 11 years for a sexual crime. And he was, as far as the police could tell, he was making his way to the West Coast. So I do want to hold on to that thought that because of where I was and because the Lord is so gracious in rescuing us when we ask him that this man's actions were stopped because who knows what else he might have done in the you know future or what he did from his trip from Iowa out to the states I don't know but I know that he is 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 in prison serving his time um I think another good thing that came out of the story Mike was the young men that rescued me were nominated to be heroes um, in our community with the American Red Cross. So what a delight, what joy it was for me to see these young men, um, like celebrities, being thanked for choosing good. And that, too, was another part of the blessing of this whole story, that not only they saved me, but I think their lives made a change for the better as well. So crosswalk, you know, um, that came about because of where we were and because of the cross with the Lord and our faith in him. And um, it has continued to be a part of what we do every January, although we start, you know, in early spring trying to um, get organized and so forth. But over the years, we've had amazing sponsors, some of which have been with us the entire 11 years. We call them our founding sponsors, of course. We have a host sponsor in Liberty Christian Church. We have a presenting sponsor with our Bauer Insurance. And, you know, others in our community have stepped up to support our event. But we really hope and pray that we have more and more participants every year so that they too can know that victims assistance is available for them. It's not just victims of potential rape or rape. It's victims of crime. Um, and that is happening in our community all of the time. 
So I want people to know that the services are available for them as they have to navigate through the legal system. So Mary, when we return, let's get into the more specifics of your event, Crosswalk, coming Saturday morning at 10 a.m., January 7, 2023, to Salem Riverfront Park. The Jerry Frank Amphitheater is where the walk is going to begin. And the neat thing about Crosswalk is that it benefits the Marion County Victims Assistance Division. And you can find out all of the details at the website, crosswalksalem.org. That's crosswalksalem.org. More from Mary Lucas next on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with my pal Mary Lucas, who is the founder of Crosswalk. And this event is coming up Saturday, January 7th, starting at 10 o'clock in the morning at Riverfront Park in Salem, beginning and ending at the Jerry Frank Amphitheater. You may remember that refurbished, beautiful outdoor amphitheater in the city of Salem where we just hosted Fish Fest and had a wonderful time together. So how neat it is to have the same location to celebrate Crosswalk, Mary. So I am so glad that you took time to join us today and that you were able to share earlier on the difficult circumstance that God saw you through, which led to the genesis of this event, Crosswalk. Yes. Mm -hmm. To recap, you were going for a walk in the park. Yes. You were attacked. By the Mm -hmm. grace of God, three men rescued you. Yes. After which point, you gave God the glory and you decided that you wanted to begin an event. Mm -hmm. And in this case, this will be the 11th annual Crosswalk. So where did the roots of Crosswalk start for you, Mary Lucas? Well, I will tell you that because the following January 1st, Mike, uh, my husband Chuck and I gathered at our home and we invited several close friends and family. I think there were probably 24 of us. And we decided to still do a walk to start out the new year and to give God the glory for what had happened the year prior, you know, that he had saved my life and that we had made it through the the whole legal process and so forth. So 24 of us gather at our home and we didn't choose to, I didn't choose to go back to Riverfront Park that year. We went to another local park in our neighborhood. We came back and we had a soup luncheon for all of our friends and we just just enjoyed the day, the moment, just like you all would do on New Year's Day, you know, and then tune into football games. And then after everybody left, Chuck and I were just had a moment of just being so emotional about what had happened and how wonderful it was to have everybody gather and to literally give God the glory. And my husband, I remember him standing up on top of a picnic table when we were gathered at that park and just saying, good morning, everyone, friends, family, we're gathered here because, you know, and let's continue to give him the glory and and then let's walk. So we did. And when we were talking about that, After, like I said, our house was quiet, and we just said to ourselves almost simultaneously, we need to do this. 
we need to do something with this. I think God has given a story that we can we can use in our community. And we just started talking about it and and putting together that at the cross um, is who we serve, our our dear Father. And so cross and walk, and it just came together just like that. And, and we knew um, collaboratively that we wanted to provide funds for Marion County Victims Assistance Division. They can benefit so much from the financial support that we've been able to provide them over the years, nearly $200,000. And um, it's amazing what they are able to do with the funding, whether that's giving someone a, a safe place to be for a few nights or maybe it's a replacement telephone so that they have connection to family. Maybe it's um, helping them, as they did me, walk through the legal system as my perpetrator was being sentenced, you know, and going through that process. Now, at the time, my husband was a practicing attorney, and he actually wanted to, to walk through that process with me. But I felt like we needed to separate the two, his heart and his feelings versus my feelings and my needs to go through the legal process. So we agreed to, you know, walk through it with the Victims Assistance Division, and they just couldn't have been more supportive, more loving, more kind, and reaching out and helping and guiding me. And Knowing that their services are there is something that a lot of people in our community are not aware of. And so our our hope with Crosswalk is to bring that awareness to the community that every county in our state has a victim's assistance division. And if anybody has been a victim, they can access the services by making a simple phone call and just saying, I need your help. So, you know, it started under the district attorney at the time, but now we're working with Paige Clarkson, our local district attorney, and she's delightful and wonderful, and and the different folks that serve under her and with her are all such a support So, you know, Mary, despite the fact that your husband, Chuck, was a lawyer, I think it was wise counsel for him to not represent you in this case and instead to get help from the Victims Assistance Division that you're raising funds for today. So educate us, Mary. What can the Victims Assistance Division do? What services are going unknown that people really ought to take advantage of? Yes, absolutely. Well, one thing for sure, Mike, is just knowing that you have people that that care about what has happened about your event um, who will validate your feelings and will um, be there to walk you through the process. I don't think the general public knows how to navigate that legal um, process, you know, that... Um, if, if their event, you know, is gone to court, what, what do I do? How do I do it? I had a mentor through Victims Assistance Division that would call and keep me, 
posted on anything and everything that was occurring with the perpetrator and with my court date and so forth. And so that is one important piece I found to be very, very helpful. And then around the time of the event, if if the Victims Assistance Division folks are notified of the crime, then they're going to be there to, to help you. And we know of hundreds of folks who have been raped who have to go through the process of a rape kit at the hospital. Well, it's volunteers and staff from Victims Assistance Division that are there to walk this individual through that process, too. That can be, imagined so hard and so emotional. But it can also mean giving a person, you know, their own cell phone because their assailant, you know, stole it or, or, or it was lost or something happened to it. So a simple cell phone. Maybe it's getting, you know, hotel accommodations for several days to be safe. Maybe it's getting them to a safe place. Maybe it's partnering with um, other agencies in Salem that are also here to help and assist people through traumatic events. So we know that the monies that are raised are all so beneficial. And it was always something that my husband would say that every dime that we raise through participants, every dime of that registration fee goes to the Victims Assistance Division. Some of our needs that you incur when you're putting on an event, like like you know, down at Fish Fest, you have to pay for the amphitheater, you have to pay for the space, you have to pay for walking on our walking paths. Well, all of those monies come through the support of our very generous sponsors in our community. Well, that's wonderful, Mary. So, quick question: Is this a nonprofit organization? It is a nonprofit organization, absolutely. So I'm not a CPA or an accountant, but mm-hmm. doesn't that generally mean that your contributions to Crosswalk are a tax deduction for you? Yes, that's – oh, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, absolutely. And um, on our website, which you've mentioned, um, crosswalksalem.org, there is opportunity for listeners to choose to be a participant. They can choose to be a sponsor. They can choose to be a donor, just to be a donation, you know, just because they want to um, and their heart is led to do that. So, yes, all tax deductible were an authentic 5013C. Well, that's wonderful, Mary Lucas of Crosswalk. And if you check out the website, crosswalksalem.org, and perhaps God's put it on your heart to make an end-of-year donation, you can still do so. Just saying, friends. And Mary, let's give some credit where it's due. You mentioned some of your sponsors earlier on, including your host sponsor, Liberty Christian Church, and your presenting sponsor, R. Bauer Insurance. Who else do you want to give some credit where it's due? I want to make sure that we give a shout out to our church, Mike. Morning Star Community Church has been a sponsor for the duration of our event. We have Paramount real estate services. They've been on board since day one. We also have Green Acres Landscape Inc. has been a founding sponsor as well. That's to name a few. 
And according to the website, you also have Premium Property Management Incorporated as a contributing sponsor. Yes. Your victory sponsors are Kudel Morrison Wealth Management. Did I pronounce that correctly? Kudel, yes. Uh-huh. All right. Salem Health Hospitals and Clinics. Yes. Crown Property Management Incorporated is a survivor sponsor, mm-hmm. as is Vicki Holland CPA. And hero sponsors include Sassy Onion, 3Rs Construction, and 1430 KYKN, the first station to get me a job when I moved out to Oregon. Is that right? Okay. It's true. The late okay. Mike Frith was a beautiful Man of faith, man of God. Yes, and yes, he was. I have great admiration for the late Mike Frith. Yes. And you had an angel sponsor named Diane Kreese as well. Mm-hmm. So in addition to presenting sponsor, our Bauer Insurance and host sponsor, Liberty Christian Church, shout out to all of you. Thank you for making a contribution to Crosswalk. Absolutely. And amen. And thank you for having that right in front of you, Mike, so that we can give them credit for contributing. And then, you know, looking at other listeners to get on board with us as well, that would be, that would make me so happy. (laughs) We would love to increase, you know, what we provide um, the um, Victims Assistance Division. You know, I want to say, let's go for the 50,000, but I am just hoping that we can make 23,000 for the year 2023. That would really be a blessing. That rings nicely, that number you've come up with. It does, doesn't it? Let's do it for sure, for sure. And you know what? If people, another thing is that, you know, people may be hesitant to register online because they're not sure what they're really going to be doing on January 7th or what the weather will look like. And you can register that day of the crosswalk event so they can come down and and register then and while they're registering sassy onions going to be there greeting everybody with hot chocolate coffee and a breakfast burrito and then top that off with cupcakes from sweetly baked here in salem so my friend christine is going to bring some cupcakes down that are absolutely delicious I'm a big Sassy Onion fan for my for pal, sure. yes. Obendorf from Prayer Team, who worked there for so many years, and they catered my niece's wedding. Really good food comes out of Sassy Onion. So yes. You got some nice food suppliers there, Mary Lucas. Looking forward to the event. We do. We do. We've got some great, great people. Absolutely. So what else can one expect at Crosswalk coming up at 10 in the morning on Saturday, January 7th at Salem's Riverfront Park, Mary? Well, actually, um, people can choose to walk as much or as little as they want to. And I think that's kind of fun because we get people of all ages and stages. We get people who will be in wheelchairs, possibly. And of course, the park is has great accommodations for our wheelchair friends. We also encourage people to bring their dogs along on a leash, of course. But again, that's something that um, Riverfront Park welcomes. And I say, you know, come as you are. We welcome you. And you can walk the entire length of the river down from the amphitheater down to the old footbridge and then turn around and come back. You could walk there and then across the the the, uh, the bridge and come back. You could just hang around and have your burrito, you know. Um, it's just about fellowshipping together and I think that's what's so important to Chuck and I is that people are there to 
uh, again, I, I don't want this to get too old, but giving our story is giving God the glory each and every time we meet down at the crosswalk. And so we just love to have people come, show up. You're all invited. Everybody can do this walk. And you can even bring your dog. And it's amazing to me, Mary Lucas, how much the city of Salem has done. We love Becky and our friend at City of Salem for all that they've done on Salem's Riverfront Park, that yes. amphitheater where the crosswalk event is starting and ending. Mm-hmm. Jerry Frank Amphitheater is absolutely beautiful. We had such a good time there on Fish Fest and Reventone weekend. So I love the fact that you're taking a park where something potentially very bad happened to you mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. more than bad enough as it was. <laughs> yes. That you're taking the park back for the glory of God and to yep. raise funds for Marion County Victims Assistance Division, <laughs> which helped you out uh-huh. and which could continue to help out so many more people as we raise funds for it. Absolutely. So that website address with all the details is crosswalksalem.org. That's crosswalksalem.org. And when we return, let's find out more about its founder, Mary Lucas, next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee. And the event coming up Saturday, January 7th, starting at 10 a.m., at Salem's Riverfront Park is called Crosswalk, and we're interviewing Crosswalk's founder, the delightful Mary Lucas. And the neat thing about Crosswalk is it is a 501c3 nonprofit, which means you can make a donation to Crosswalk, and it's a tax deduction for you, so you win both ways. <laughs> yes. Crosswalk is raising funds for the Marion County Victims Assistance Division, and they fulfill their mission by providing direct victim services, advocating for victim rights, offering volunteer opportunities, providing education and promoting public awareness, and also promoting professional and agency communication. So shout out to our friends at the Marion County Victims Assistance Division that so helped out Mary Lucas, after she was attacked herself. So, Mary, I want to turn the clock back just a little bit. Okay, how far back do you want to go? (laughs) Well, something I think that's important for us is that our identity isn't in our title, who we marry, our paycheck, where we live, what school or team we're involved with, what church we attend. Our identity is simply from the fact that we are created in the image of of Jesus Christ, God's very best. So in addition to being the founder of Crosswalk, Mary Lucas is Mary Lucas, one of the pillars of my church in Salem, Morningstar Community Church, a delightful woman who has just mentored so many others out there. So I need to ask you, Mary, where did you grow up in the first place? I grew up in Washington uh, in several different little communities, um, born in Renton, lived in Puyallup, lived in Olympia, But I have lived in the Salem community for the most part since 1970. And I am a McNary High School Celtic graduate and proud of it. 
And then I went to Chemeketa Community School, as well as Western Oregon for a year as well. And was yours a church-going Christian family, Mary? I'm curious. That's a great question. My family was Catholic, and I grew up in a Catholic church. All was good until I transferred to McNary High School. And Mike, I, that was a very good foundation for my faith. But until I actually met Chuck and we decided to find a church that we could both, at the time of our marriage, agree upon, did I really find Jesus? We found Jesus when we found Morningstar. And it was through one of our daughters that had gone to an event at Morningstar. So we have to, you know, give a shout out to all of the youth programs that churches provide for our children because it often leads the parents to church. And it did. Chuck and I were a member of Morningstar Community Church for nearly 30 years. And so that's where we, our faith grew. Together, we got to enjoy going on a trip to Israel. We were recommitted our lives to Christ, being baptized in the Jordan River in 2015. And it was a place that I still just love to call home. And uh, there's a part of my story that I'm happy to talk about, and that is that we had retired to Costa Rica And I moved to be near my husband in 2019 to a place in Costa Rica. And that was a a big transition for the both of us. At the time, my husband um, needed to close his law practice because of some other health problems that he was enduring. And we decided to retire and build a home in Costa Rica because everyone asks us why. Why did we go there? because our daughter, another daughter, Megan, lives in Costa Rica. So we built a home, and we were doing great. And then my husband was diagnosed with terminal cancer in November of 2020, just really shortly after we were nestled into our house. He fought the the, the, the big fight with, with cancer for just about a year, and he died on November 11th, 2021, so just but a year ago. When I came back to the States, because I knew I needed to return to my community, my church, my family here, and my friends, it was Morningstar that, that called me back home again, and that's where I continue to settle in and uh, participate as much as I can with my church friends. Mary, I'm so sorry to hear about Chuck's cancer and your loss. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey, Mike, that's for sure. It's uh, not exactly what we had in mind for our retirement years. Nobody does. And I had this thought in, in a book that I have read often called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Christian author Lisa Turkhurst. And Lisa talks about a lot of transition and change and grief and trials that the Lord gives us. And it's not supposed to be this way. But you know it is this way. And we can't argue with that because it is God's plan. And 
His plans are always good, even though it might take us a while to to figure out how and why. But we all have different stories that God has walked us through, and we can choose to, you know, stay in our in our mess, or we can choose to use our message, you know, to get it out to others who are walking through different difficulties. And my my journey with Chuck being his sole caregiver in Costa Rica. So we continued to walk through this journey for a year, making trips up to San Jose, Costa Rica for his chemotherapy treatment. And um, I did that with the knowledge that God was, you know, my co-pilot, really, because even though we had family, they were still about an hour away and they have busy schedules. And we were doing this, you know, a, a trip up there to San Jose every three weeks. It took us seven hours one way. So it wasn't, it wasn't easy. When I witnessed the death of my husband, it was something beautiful in the fact that we had had an opportunity during that year to talk about what the Lord was preparing us for. And the Lord was preparing a home for Chuck, and the Lord was preparing me to, in my, in my hindsight, to provide help and support to other people who are going through what we did. In other words, when I established Mary Pops In, my desire is to give respite companionship to other caregivers so that they can have an opportunity to leave their loved one in good hands, in safe hands, and go have a lunch with a friend or go get a haircut or go to the dentist and know that their loved one was taken care of. So, the Lord has impressed upon me to do that, and that's what I'm doing. And I found that over the year since my husband's death, that in giving to others, it has helped with my grieving process because it fills my heart with joy. And I think that um, is what my story was meant for me, and that was just to restore hope and... and um and to walk through with others in their circumstances, in their trials. It's been a beautiful thing so far. And I can't wait to see what the next year brings in making a difference in other people's lives. So this Mary Pops In movement, is this something formal, or are you just helping people that you stumble upon who are caregivers of their loved ones who could use a break? I actually established a business through the state of Oregon. So that's my name, Mary Pops In, DBA, Mary Lucas, right? Or the other way around, I guess that's how it goes. But it's my business, and it has all happened over just networking with friends and family. So word of mouth. I just got a call from a former classmate of mine. I had gone to Corbin University and acquired my bachelor's degree at age 50. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> But that's another part of Mary Lucas going back to school when her kids were all in college, Mike. So anyway, 
just got a call this afternoon, you know, that he has a friend who has a wife who has Alzheimer's and, and this dear precious husband wants to serve his wife, but she's not ready to go to a memory care unit. And he's not ready to have her there. So we're going to talk and we're going to see if Mary can just pop in and, and help relieve some of that, that, that pressure on that dear man because he needs to be able to serve his wife and serve her well. And you can't do that when you're giving 100% 24 hours a day. So we'll see. We'll see. I have, you know, different opportunities to serve with different clients depending on their needs. And, and, and it's been a good thing. I'm just loving it so much. That's amazing. So tell me, Mary Lucas, is this new business that you formed called Mary Pops In, mm -hmm. where you help people get a break who are otherwise full-time caretakers mm -hmm. for relatives or loved mm -hmm. ones? Mm -hmm. Do you have any partners who are also doing this? Are you looking for more clients? Is this strictly word of mouth or what? Well, right now I am blessed with just enough clients, I would say, Mike, but those things change often because Mary is just here to pop in. And sometimes my clients that I have currently, they need me a couple hours on a Monday or a couple hours on a Wednesday, or they just need me to pop in. So I do have just enough, but I am always welcoming an opportunity to meet and greet a loved one and caregivers. And it may be an individual person who needs help navigating the medical system. I'm there for that person as well. And it, that's been another part of what I'm able to, to provide for individuals. So it's not just respite companionship. It may be picking up somebody's groceries and um, putting them away or making them a salad or making them dinner. I actually have a son whose dad is in an assisted living facility and he shortly after placing his dad in that facility went on vacation and he hired me to pop in and make sure his dad was doing okay. And so that too is, is a part of what I do. And anybody can reach out to me through my email, marypopsin22 at gmail.com, or maybe you can have that in your show notes as well. So if you'd like to contact Mary Lucas, why don't you shoot her an email to marypopsin22 at gmail.com. That's marypopsin22 at gmail.com, which I'll leave posted on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. Mary Lucas, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share difficult stories and the fact that God's seen you through a lot of different things, but instead of choosing to be bitter about the loss of a dream or a spouse or of a feeling of safety, you've made yourself better and you've helped people around you, whether it's with Mary Pops in or with Crosswalk Salem going on 10 o'clock in the morning, Saturday, January 7th, and all of the details are at the website, crosswalksalem.org. That's crosswalksalem.org. You, my friend, are an inspiration to us all, Mary Lucas. Thank you so much. I'm humbled, and I am so grateful for the opportunity to share my story, giving God the glory, and, and hope and pray that others will be moved as well to know that He is our hope and He is our Savior and he's worth waiting for. You are truly a remarkable and strong woman, Mary Lucas, 
And at the same time, I know that you couldn't do this without the love, support, and counsel of others. So on our way out, is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout out to? Oh, my goodness. Anybody and everybody at my church, anybody and everybody that's in my village of friends, and Mike Lee, for you, for just honoring me with this opportunity today. Thank you. This is truly my privilege, and do check out that website address, crosswalksalem.org. Crosswalk is coming to Salem's Riverfront Park, beginning and ending at the Jerry Frank Amphitheater, right where we had Fish Fest, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., January 7th. Don't miss it. Thanks so much again, Mary Lucas, and thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Thank you. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.